So am I the only one that doesn't have any prior knowledge of the game? Lowry keeps dropping hints about all the other inmates. I have no idea what Mason planned either, Elvis. I've just been making it up based on context. Yeah, Paul's the only one I gave homework to. But now that I've put my two cents in, it's all true. Yeah, I mean, at least as far as a flawed narrator goes. Paul, who's a flawed narrator? You're not a perfect narrator. Lowry, I mean a narrator who doesn't have perfect omniscience. Oh. Yeah, me too. Your character's not omniscient. As far as you know. Anyway, what you do know is that you're in the middle of a full-blown prison riot. There's grenades and gunfire behind you. The alarms are blaring overhead. Elvis, Paul is currently leading you and Lowry down the prison hallways. Uh, Mr. Pizza Paul, where exactly are we going? Yeah, that's something I'd also like to know. Lowry, were you not paying attention when I discussed with you the upcoming escape plans? I thought you were joking. Everyone talks about escape and no one ever escapes. It was a simple plan. You're a genius. How could you forget? All right, explain it to me again, but like I'm a few grades lower than the last time you told me. And try not to sound like a book when you say it's it. It's Bald Spalding. He's the key. The man can leave the flavor zone of his own volition. But more than that, he can make several dishes to facilitate the purpose, provided he's given the right ingredients. Well, why wouldn't Guy Inferno just catch us again? You're right, Elvis. We don't intend to escape Guy Inferno. We intend to go directly to him. Without him in the way, we can reclaim our divine purpose. Why are we running away, then? Spalding was down in the courtyard. The flavor zone is punctuated with blandness. Spalding needs very little to move about here. If all is gone according to plan, he'll be among King Crouton's goons even slightly before this diversion began. He should be finishing his preparations as of now. Ah, oh, man, you're right. I should have remembered all this. How long ago did you tell me? Never mind the past. Let's focus on the here and now. Well, that's not always a good idea. If we don't learn from the past, we're doomed to repeat ourselves. Yeah, Elva's right. Also, hey, uh, could you tell me the plan one more time? Because I was only half paying attention. We're going to see King Crouton. Ah, yeah, right, right, right. You guys follow Paul to one of the lower regions of the cell blocks, then find yourselves in the laundry room. There's a group of chefs running back and forth with kitchen-like precision. It appears they're pulling various spices, sauces, and foods out of their hiding places around the room. Where's Spalding? We're here for the action. You look around and you don't see him. There's no sign of King Crouton either. One of the chefs shrugs. That's what I'd like to know. Paul, it looks like you led us into a double-cross. Our guy's not here. Now let's not jump to conclusions. It's not a double-cross until we're double-crossed. Where's Caesar? Looking for me? Four men carry Crouton into the room on their shoulders. They set him down on a bench where he lounges regally. What's the deal, Caesar? Paul said we're supposed to have Spalding. He explained it numerous times. I only just barely listen, so maybe Spalding's not supposed to be here. Is Spalding supposed to be here? Yes, he is, but he's gone missing. Unfortunately, that means a change of plans. Missing? Yes, missing. We have no idea where Spalding is. For all we know, he's already flown the coop. How can that be possible? As I understand, only you possess the ingredients necessary to leave. That's what I assumed as well, but speaking of ingredients, Paul, I believe that you still have that sauce I gave you. Indeed. Ah, oh, Paul, you've been holding out on me? What kind of sauce? Is it barbecue? I could do a bean dish with pizza sauce, I don't care. Well, that's just it. Now that Spalding has gone missing, I'd really like to nix the pizza thing. You mean to take from me my ingredient? Our agreement was that you'd get to make your pizza just before we escape from this place. But as long as that's up in the air, I prefer the assurance of knowing that you won't make your pizza prematurely. You'll take from me? And then what's my assurance that things will be resolved with Spalding? What exactly does your pizza do, Paul? Actually, I'm interested in this too. You never told me. 
everything. Yeah, see, you always give me cryptic answers like that. That is not an answer. Oh, Paul, do your friends not know? Well, imaginations are sure to be more exciting than the reality. But I know exactly what Paul's signature dish will do, and we would be better off if someone else held the keys. You'll leave me unarmed in the middle of a riot. What if I refuse? I'm sure we can reclaim the rest of the ingredients from your line, chefs. You can't even make the pizza without them, can you? Crouton pulls out a narrow little syringe from the folds of his clothes. It's full of some kind of white sauce. It's got feathers on the back of it. He also pulls out a straw. Get down in a fighting stance. Light on my feet. Caesar, come now. There's no need to resort to barbarics. So you'll hand over your ingredients, because I gave them to you. It'd be barbaric to keep them if I ask for their return. No, you gifted them freely, and that means they're mine. I can choose to do with them what Did I wish come? now. Did it come with a gift receipt? Did you? No! Are you trying to imply that you got a receipt for contraband? It's like what, when you- did you get it from a Macy's department store? It's like when you loan someone your favorite horse, just because Who they borrow it. would loan a horse? Just because they no, borrow it. This is important. Who loans out a horse? Who just loans out horses? These, they're living animals. Well, Someone's I feeding have, them, it's- I, I had many horses. Had them. Owned an abundance of horses. Sometimes I just loan them out. a horse. Obligation. A responsibility. Not if- If you go to the market, but you're busy visiting me at my home, you can borrow a horse. Just bring it back when you're done. Well, I'll return your pizza sauce when I'm done with it. What, do you intercept someone and take the horse away when they're halfway towards the market? Why loan them the horse at all? Why, what would even be the point? Because be, they're riding the horse to- to plant a deadly weapon. Then- Now, then, Caesar. Now your metaphor is in shambles. I've defeated you in the war of words. In this metaphor, the horse is not the weapon. What we're dealing with is more akin to having been gifted a sword, which you take away before I even see battle. This must be a tremendously humbling moment for you. I will accept your surrender and also your sincere apology, and I will keep the pizza sauce. Uh, no. Oh, oh my god, did that... Did that work? Did you just win this fight by being pedantic? Crouton puts the syringe in a straw, holds it up to his lips, then blows it out of the straw like a dart. It hits Lowry. Ow! What the heck? I wasn't even arguing with you! Oh no... That's what you get for not standing behind, Paul. Clear mistake there. What do you mean? Oh no... And whose side are you on, Elva? Well, currently I'd like to say I'm neutral, but I'm worried I'm standing too close to Paul! Oh no is right! The three of you are now doomed! Yep, yep, there it is. I knew it. Defaulted to Team Paul. Should I walk to the other side of the room? Everyone, we're in grave danger. Lowry, you especially, though admittedly probably less than myself and Elva. Lowry, you're starting to feel really angry. Almost just uncontrollably angry. It should be kicking in any moment now. If I were you, I'd run when I still had the chance. Paul, what did you do? What is in my system now, I swear to God? Crouton's guys all seem a little nervous. They're on their guard. Go on, Paul, why don't you tell him while he's still lucid enough to understand? Uh, well, first of all, Lowry, before you go all the way into this, I'd like to apologize for not more thoroughly crushing Crouton in the War of Words. I thought I had him on the ropes. Why am I so angry? I'm going to get to that. But I'd also like to say your moral support was essential to the efforts. You were a true friend, and I love you. Lowry, you are now uncontrollably pacing around the room, grabbing at your hair. <sighs> Elva, since I'm not sure that Lowry is paying attention, and he rarely is in the best of cases, I'll explain the situation to you. 
Lowry has just been hit by King Crouton's signature Three Mile Island salad dressing. It contains all the power of a nuclear reactor. And trace amounts of radioactive iodine. Oh my god. Lowry, you punch a crater into the concrete wall. Small chunks of debris fly everywhere. Stand a little further away from Lowry. Well, that... That sounds like it could be good though, right? Because he's on our team. No, Elva, you don't understand. Well, why don't you explain it better, Paul? Yeah, I mean, it's like you gave me incomplete information. How am I supposed to understand? Elvis's strength will increase tenfold, and his odds of developing cancer later in life will roughly triple. Oh god, ball cancer already runs in the family, I don't need this. But worse than that, his capacity for higher reasoning will diminish to almost nothing. He'll become a shambling beast, subject to the will of the most charismatic person in the room. And that person just happens to be me. Oh, we'll see about that, King Crouton. The second round of the War of Words is about to begin. Paul, oh, I'm gonna kill you. Hold your judgment, Lowry. I haven't even begun yet. But I'd like to begin my opening salvo by saying that you look very well put together today. Your hair is fantastic. I feel like I got ants crawling up my fingernails. That's nothing. Oh, Paul, that's pathetic. Listen to this. Lowry, I've written a poem for you. Lowry, my eyes open, for you have opened them to the potential of the humble bean. Bean dip as chili and stews as well. Well, now I think that beans are swell. Uh, that's a pretty good poem. I really like beans. You prepared a poem? Of course. I love poetry. That means you were planning to double-cross me from the start. It's called insurance, Paul. And what can I say? You should always have your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Oh, that's nothing. I got a bean poem. Beans, beans, the wonderful fruit. The more you eat them, the more you toot. <laughs> okay, listen. Lowry, I've been your friend a long time. I know for a fact that Elva's poem is an absurd misrepresentation of the noble bean. Thanks to you, I'm well aware that properly soaking your beans will make you considerably less likely to fart. I don't know how many times you've told me that, but I have listened every time. Because, Lowry, I respect you. I respect you, and I know that in your own way, at your own helm, you're entirely correct. Like all of us, you're a great man, and I wouldn't trade your ranting for anyone else's. Because you aren't merely a great man, you're also a great friend. <sighs> okay, it's my turn for a rebuttal. I believe you got two turns, and that's not really fair. Lowry, if you do my bidding and destroy Paul, I can give you, uh... He points at a bunny girl hanging out on the sidelines. She's like an anthropomorphic bunny woman. Appears to be in her mid-30s. Pretty, looks well put together, a lot of confidence. Crouton says, Kill Paul, and I will trade you one of my bunny girl line chefs. She glowers back, and a cloud of evil crosses her face. Uh, is that not okay? She goes, uh, I'm a sous chef, not a line chef. My specialty is carrots. He says, oh, I could have sworn. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I feel terribly foolish right now. We don't talk enough. We should rectify that! We should play cards together one of these days as a group activity. Um, I'm sorry, there are, there are bunny girls in this prison who are lion chefs, and I'm sure that this talented sous chef, who is my peer, can maybe talk to some of them. I don't know any other... Right, or I will find a lion chef! Just because I'm a bunny girl, that doesn't mean... Yes, exactly. We'll work it out. We'll 
definitely work it out. <laughs> Lowry, kill Paul, and I will give you a gorgeous bunny girl line chef who will make your kitchen more respected thanks to diversity. The bunny girl rolls her eyes. Paul, give Lowry bunny girl. Oh, what, Lowry? Does it look like I'm made of bunny girls to you? Kill Paul. Dodge. You grab for Paul, but he sees it coming and ducks underneath you. Lowry, want diverse kitchen staff. Paul, what do you do? I grab Elva and run. Well, okay, I guess I'll be a target too. I really need to stand further away from you. Paul and Elva run for their lives. Lowry, barely in control of his faculties, gives chase in a fit of bloodlust fully intent on ripping Paul's arms off, and he can't even concentrate on who's in the way. The rage gives Lowry a stronger set of legs, but he has a harder time taking corners. Paul and Elva zig and zag down the corridors, and then you find yourselves running towards a lone prison guard. He looks nervous and frightened when you round the corner. Stop! Get down on the ground! Run along the edge of the hallway and give him a really wide berth. Help us! What? Lowry want diversity. Lowry is blood. Stay back! Pap, pap! He fires off two ketchup rounds into your chest, Lowry. You're knocked down, winded. You feel dazed and you can't get up right now. Thank goodness we found you, officer. We were in mortal danger. What was he tweaking on? Salad dressing. Those are some serious bullets. You brought him right down. They're not just any bullets, Elva. The Flavor Zone employs a special type of ketchup-based ballistic. Aside from leaving a terrible bruise, the specifically formulated ketchup will be absorbed through the skin. Furthermore, powdered ketchup will break off from the round and be inhaled by the target. These things together will tend to overpower and neutralize most food-based conditions. They're also quite effective on foods themselves. Wait, so you're telling me these guns force ketchup into people's bloodstreams? Indeed. A chef himself, Guy Inferno, knows some of the cruelest methods to neutralize his opposition. You guys have to be in your cells! It's a lockdown! You can't be out here! We were in our cells, being good little prisoners, but do you see that man? He'd have torn us limb from limb. Thank goodness you found us, sir. You have just what I need. I grab his gun. All right, roll it. I tackle it the legs. And with assist from Elvis, Paul, you grab the gun while Elva tackles him. He's too shook up to stop you and he hits the floor. Jump in the air and sit on his head. Oh, uh, no, okay. Paul leaps up in the air and thunders down butt first on this guy's head. It's not the most noble way to die, but there's no one else around to see it happen. All right, check him for grenades and other supplies. His grenade belt is empty. He must have been throwing them left and right. He's got eight rounds left in his rifle, and his other magazines are also empty. Looks like it must be pretty brutal out there. That's unfortunate. Their mustard grenades work on a similar principle. Mustard and gas form will smother the vast variety of dishes. I fear all this man has won't be enough for the journey ahead. Do these ketchup bullets work on everything? There are some meals more powerful than ketchup. In those cases, Inferno will sometimes deploy a salt and pepper spray and absolutely bury the problem in salt. If that fails, they have no further arsenal. Yeah, and how often does it get that bad? It's rare to see something for which ketchup isn't sufficient. I just wish we had more. I can't believe they put ketchup directly into your bloodstream. Did you know the human body contains, contains all, all the, the nutrients, nutrients of, of a healthy, healthy body? body? Yes. Well, it does, yeah. I'm no angel, but Inferno isn't a man with a lot of high principles, that's what I'll say. Lowry, you're starting to feel back to normal. Kind of tired and achy, but back to your regular cognizant self. Ugh. Did I get my diversity higher? I'm afraid not, friend. Ah, oh, that's a shame. She looks so confident. I mean, 
Like she could help out so much and she probably knew a lot of dishes. I don't know. I, I, we could have learned a lot. Fellow sous chef, I, I bet she'd make a really great friend. Smart. Bunny whiskers, that's what I need, Paul. That's the missing piece. I know, Lowry. But alas, we're all married to our careers here in the Flavor Zone. Ain't that the truth. Help Lowry up. Isn't everyone locked up in here because they did something evil and inexcusable according to the moral compasses of unhealthy eaters? Yeah, I mean, I'm locked up. It's a match made in hell, I guess. We have a lot in common. Yeah, well, what do you suppose she did? I don't know. Killed some people and became the greatest chef in her world. Eh, you're overselling it. Carrots are amateur hour. Do you know they don't really help your eyesight? Actually, if I remember correctly, her carrot dishes do. In fact, they give you a highly penetrative gamma vision, which liquefies stone. Girl of my dreams. Uh, but alright, she's with Crouton. We, we just gotta let that go. Spalding's out. Where do we go from here? I can't allow us to believe that Spalding has really left the flavor zone already, or we have no dreams to hope on. So, the simple answer is, as expediently as possible, we find Spalding. But before that, if Crouton makes good on his threats, my line chefs are in serious danger. They've been separated throughout the prison. Well, why didn't they meet us there? Spalding was meant to help gather up the essential staff resources. If we had too many chefs convening at the same place at once, it would raise flags with Inferno's men. Well, how many men have you got? I have six line chefs. Each one has a piece of contraband, which is essential to making my signature dish. Well, why is all this a priority? I mean, why don't we just focus on Spalding? What even is your dish? It's everything. See, there that is again. That doesn't tell us anything. Like any good meal, it'll be a thing of beauty when it all comes together. You'll see. Let's move now, swiftly. Hey, uh, Paul, did you mean all that stuff you said about, you know, respecting me and everything? Lowry, as long as I can depend on you, I mean every word. Yeah, and then how about when you can't? I'm sure it won't come up. One more question, though. Seems like Crouton has a lot of friends around here, so if we don't find Spalding, we wind up stuck here in the flavor zone. What exactly do we do then? I suppose, Lowry, there's only one answer to that. If we don't find Spalding, then we die trying.